0: All right, hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Nick Talks on a Friday night. I am your host, Nikki Marina. Um, now, uh, today's episode, I, I, I feel like I've been meditating a lot on the power of privilege. And sometimes that's like a bad word that nobody really wants to talk about. But I think we do need to talk about it a lot more because i think a lot of us have a lot more privilege than we think and it's not necessarily a good or a bad thing it's very neutral and it's about how we use it and uh next week and i did i did a video today about like the privilege of like the component of privilege when it comes to uh being being able to be in certain fandoms basically or being able to have grown up in certain fandoms and so if you want, you can check that out on YouTube. I enjoyed doing that one. Um, but today I want to talk about the, the the privilege component of success. And I feel like this is something that, um, that grown-ups failed to tell me when I was... When I was younger and just uh, very, very ambitious and, um, and, and wanted to wanted, wanted to to reach for the stars and do crazy shit, like be an astronaut and, or a fighter pilot ever, and you know we grew up you know, you know assuming you know i 'm talking about I guess people that grew up in the United States, um, and you know a lot of us grew up in school. Um, being taught this idea of the American dream and this shit about like whatever you want to be, you can be, and all that. And we all grew up on that. And we all, we, we grew up and, and, and got older and, and kind of realized that that idea is kind of bullshit because it's like actually you can't be anything that you want to be. And um, basically, if you look a certain way, um, your chances are even slimmer and uh, everything is going to be way way harder for you um but that's not the that's not the angle that i'm talking about today um my there is this equation that grown-ups always preach to me and it's called it was um success equals uh opportunity plus preparation which i think is still very true but what people failed to tell me and others like me is that there's literally only one component of that equation that you can control and that's preparation and i kind of talked about it last episode but i want to dive even deeper just into this part like there's literally only one component of that equation you can control and that's how much you prepare um a lot of people ask me, you know, they they you know they're getting started on TikTok. They want to become content creators, and they ask me, they're like, "What are your tips? Like, how did you do it?" Um, and um, and I, you know, I think people ask a lot of us that have, you know, are are making it or or whatever, um, hoping that we can give some sort of um, secret to. Uh, why we're doing so well and you know and i do have tips that i that i throw out um you know like you know try a bunch of different things and then figure out what works and then keep on doing that over and over again but also if i'm being completely fucking honest with anyone who asks and i will always be honest um becoming tiktok famous happened on accident It's not something that I planned. It's not something that I very carefully orchestrated. It's just something that fucking happened. And that's the thing. Like, you have no control over the universe. You have no control over social media algorithms. You just don't know. You don't know when you're going to blow up. You don't know when all of a sudden, the world wants to know who the fuck you are or the, or the world wants to – or the universe wants to give you what you've been asking for because I've been on social media and trying to get, like, well-known, whatever, for a long fucking time. Um, before I was a, a comedy producer, um, I was a, a singer, um, a musician, and I still, am, <laughs> I still am, and I'm producing music, and I am, you know, writing songs and everything and, you know, looking to release music this year but um but that's not what i became famous for that was not my plan and um, there's another saying that says something to the effect of like god laughs at the plans that you make like like you can make as many plans as you want and literally you can count on like 90% ninety percent of it like not going nearly the way <laughs> that she wanted it because I thought that my X factor was being a good singer. I had no idea that the X factor that was going to get me here was being funny. I didn't consider myself to be funny. Um, <laughs> I, I never considered myself to be a comedian um, until, honestly, until I, I, I got clinically depressed and PTSD and shit something happens um when you get fucked up and you just start to be able to find humor in the the weirdest most darkest things and it's just it's crazy um but that's not something it's not something I planned man and it's not like I had been doing stand up comedy like in dive bars and shit for years like really trying to fucking make it happen um in comedy like all of my work has been towards music and then i just happened to try i literally random i just happened to try something i happened to start i happened to try making jokes and then and and the views started going up and then i happened to do a video that was based on my hero academia and that shit went viral overnight and i was like okay um I guess if this works, then I'm just going to keep on doing that. And then I did. And then a- after that, like, of course, everything was pretty carefully calculated because I knew what worked. But going viral, that was, a, I couldn't, there's, n- I could not predict that. I couldn't control that. And I feel like I would be a fraud. I'd be a fucking liar if I were to ever make anybody feel like, feel guilty or feel like they're doing any less because. They weren't able to get to where I am in the same amount of time that I did, and and like <clears throat> some people have been on TikTok for a long time, really fucking doing their best, and I got on there, and after a month, all of this shit started happening. Um, you can literally only control the preparation. Part the opportunity part comes very fu- can come very fucking randomly, and also there is a very huge privilege component to the opportunities that you are able to get. Um, take the act, take acting for instance, of which you know I am an actor. <clears throat> um, you know, I I would I I will randomly look up some of my some of my favorite actors or some of the most well known actors um in hollywood right now um ones that i see extremely active and on and i was very surprised um and then eventually not so surprised that nine times out of ten i would go to the wikipedia and i would go to the section that said early life and guess what one or both of their parents were already in the industry if they weren't actors already they were at least working in hollywood working in film and so those people had a foot in the door from the beginning there are actually very few actors that i that i've just randomly found that really really were like started from the bottom now we hear, and i think sometimes <clears throat> I think sometimes we it's really hard to feel guilty or feel like you're not doing enough um, because, because you're not getting there as quick as some of these people that, you know, you hear these rags to riches um, stories about. But honestly, like, the reality is, like, rags to riches stories, I think... Are honestly very few and far in between, and be, some people believe in them too, like too much to the to the point that they destroy their lives and their family's lives. Like my my dad was one of those people that really bought into the rags rags to riches thing so much that I think he even put us in a state of poverty because he wanted to have that glorious story. And the the reality is like that's not fucking it's not fucking true. Um. <clears throat> Like, like, honestly, like even even the amount of people that are in like actors unions, they have inns, they have parents that already work in the industry to make it to auditions like you have to be able to have free time and free time is a privilege, Uh, especially if you're like one of these actors out in New York who who are, who moved out here and you're you're trying to make it on your own or with a roommate and there's very few jobs that actually pay <laughs> that actually pay well or pay a living wage and so being able to keep a roof over your head and make it to auditions like sometimes that shit just doesn't work out or, but if you're somebody that's that that gets to live at home with their parents, like maybe you have parents that actually let you live at home, because some of our parents fucking kicked us out at 18, or some of our parents just ain't shit, and so we don't have homes to go back to. Um, if you're if you have parents supporting you in some way, maybe you have time to go to auditions and stuff, and so like nobody <clears throat> and 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 growing up especially uh when it came to race and stuff like that i was very much discouraged from talking about about things like this about even drawing attention to it my dad was one of those uncle ruckus black people that was like you can never bring up race don't like like you know it, it it's an excuse like if you know if if you cite anything basically as racism you're you're just making an excuse and so i just so i never considered it as a factor which was really 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 bad for me because <laughs> a whole bunch of bad things happened and I didn't know how to explain them because I was discouraged from even thinking about a race component from even thinking about a privilege component and that's kind of that's fucking gaslighting (laughs) that's gaslighting like yeah you know even you know even you know when i was at the air force academy i remember i had upperclassmen telling me they're like you don't deserve to be here you just got in because you're black you're a fucking charity case this this and that and the person that would be telling me this his dad is literally a fucking colonel like i know who wrote your fucking recommendation letter to get into this fucking school i probably deserve to be here more than you but i definitely had to work harder i fucking know that i did <laughs> i knew i had to fucking work harder <clears throat> and it's, it's like yeah it's definitely it's definitely a gaslighting to make people to 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 act like we should still believe in this very vanilla very straight line american dream bullshit um because the truth is that a privilege privilege does determine how quick and privilege and chance basically privilege and chance determines how quickly you will ascend and how quickly you succeed because and all because also like you know (laughs) my success on TikTok, I feel, is is quite random as well. But I also try to draw attention to the fact that there are also other black girls out there who are doing nerdy content, Um, probably similar to me, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm one of the first to do skits and stuff. I really don't know. But I do have other black female colleagues, (laughs) TikTok colleagues, that do nerdy content. And they don't have uh, the... A, as big a following as me and so i feel that as a mixed race light-skinned black woman it would um i would be pretty irresponsible to not draw attention to the component of colorism um the fact that <laughs> the the fact that i am i am not most likely but i know that i am what they call a fucking palatable Black woman, and that in an algorithm, in an app where you're just swiping, 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 unfortunately, the general public has been conditioned so much to hate and to fear black faces that I am just right. As in, I am black enough to look exotic, quote unquote exotic and interesting, but not too black to be viscerally scary to them. And I try to bring that up as much as possible because I know I'm talented and I know that I'm good at what I fucking do. But I am very, very, very fucking sure that my skin color has has a lot to do with how quickly I became popular, both with just the users on the app and with the algorithm. Also, because I know that the moment that I started saying that I was black out loud on TikTok, I started getting shadow banned very 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 violently to the point that people thought that I had fucking quit the app. The moment that I started saying that I was black. So <laughs> so you so you really can't tell me that that's not a fucking thing. <clears throat> And so I try to draw I try to draw that attention to people and people don't want people don't want to believe that 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 they can have then that that they can have those um those, those thoughts that unconscious bias but it is but it is a thing and on another episode we'll get I think we should get further into unconscious bias um, reading in the chat. Well, didn't you do an experiment where you did your hair blonde and blue, and your engagement went up? Insane to me. Yes, absolutely. In 2020, in 2020 I um, I made a joke. I made a joke that like in the winter time, given the right lighting and makeup and cosmetics, I could pass for a white girl with an aggressive tan. And then I did. <laughs> I put on a blonde wig and blue contacts one time a week, just one day a week. Every other day of the week, I was just me. Um, and those videos were boosted so much that my friends thought that I had pulled a full Lil Kim, Michael Jackson, just straight up cosmetic fucking change. That is how bad it was. That is how much the algorithm boosted my videos once i very slightly changed my appearance by the way did not really didn't didn't do anything my skin didn't put on lighter foundation or anything just a blonde wig and blue eyes blonde wig and blue eyes that is how like that is that it, it just that's a testament to if that's not a testament to the power of privilege of racial privilege i don't know what is and it was literally it was so bad that I could only do it for three weeks because I I was just like Yeah, and I didn't change the content. I didn't change the content, didn't change my delivery or anything. It, it was it was very devastating and I, I I I quit doing it after three weeks because I was literally in tears. <clears throat> but we will definitely get into unconscious bias deeper in, uh, in another um, episode. Yeah, for the sake of variables accounted for. Yep, no, no, no content changed, no delivery changed, literally only changed, blonde wig, blue eyes. That is the power that privilege has. And then another type of privilege, um, especially, like I say, in, in Hollywood and the actors community, besides being white or besides being light-skinned or besides being a palatable version of whatever race you are um money which is a pretty um (laughs) it seems it seems pretty pretty obvious um but it even it doesn't even have to it doesn't even have to be like a huge huge sum of money i'm not even talking about like being born into ridiculous wealth into into like being a millionaire like, I realize, and for me, and I'm grateful for it, this is not something that I, am, I feel sorry about at all, but I, have, I am cognizant of it, that money is a privilege that I have. I am I'm a disabled veteran, and I get basically in the equivalent of, re- of a retirement check every single month for the rest of my life because my ptsd is so bad that the air force is liable and now has to pay me for the rest of my life now the reason why i got the the reason why i have disposable income is not privileged at all but the but the money itself like like having the money itself is a privilege and i'm very much aware that it's a privilege that not many people have and what does that money get me that money gets me the 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 opportunity to stay home the opportunity to stay home and make content and be a housewife and a businesswoman at the same time it gives me the opportunity to if there is an important meeting or an audition um out in la or in atlanta or whatever i can i can buy a plane ticket um <clears throat> At whatever price it's at as long as it's in the continental United States and not Alaska um, I can buy a plane ticket and go to that audition not many people have the, the means to do that and so I'm very very much aware I'm grateful but I'm very very much aware That having money to be able to do that not even like guys like not even an amount to like for something ridiculous to like buy a yacht or fucking Ferrari like just the ability to pick up and fly somewhere um, that I need to fly to go to an opportunity to be in a place where an opportunity is is a privilege I am very happy to have it I don't feel bad for having it. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel bad for having it. I, I'm I'm glad that I, I'm glad that I have the resources to do that. Um, but for for all of these reasons and all of these privileges that I know that I have, for me, it it makes me want to make sure that I am working extra hard and I am definitely being the fucking best. I wanna be the fucking best that there is and the best that I can be out there. Because of these opportunities that have been afforded to me and how much other people would kill to be able to have the privileges that I have, whether it's money or just for people to not fucking overlook them. And it's a little it's a little it gets a little more uh, complicated when we're talking about skin color, because that's not something that I feel uh, necessarily great about. Um, But it's not something I can change. And um It's not something that I can genuinely like come out and be like I'm ashamed of because I am who I am this is how Nikki came out and I love me because this is what Nikki is which is which is why it's always really weird when people like I hate being white I hate this and I'm like okay yeah you hate the privilege that comes with looking like you and not having to deal with the things that I do yes spare me you it's probably best that you just don't fucking say anything some privileges like I definitely enjoy and I'm not I'm not like I'm not sorry for but there's also other privileges like skin color you know that it's it's an icky feeling but it's something to definitely be be conscious of. Make sure you don't throw away your fucking shot, realizing these opportunities that you're getting that other people aren't. And then, to me at least, be able to be willing eventually to throw the rope back to people that don't have the same privileges as you. But the problem is, like, not not everybody has that in mind. Not everybody, not everyone that makes it um, has that as a goal. Um, and so... Yeah, these are so like yeah, these are all things that were not necessarily um they they weren't necessarily taught to me. Um I don't think they're they're taught to a lot of us uh when we're growing up when we're trying to figure out, you know, what to be and and um and and we're trying to, you know, be the fuck all be fucking all that we can be. And there are just all of these variables that you cannot fucking change. You can't change how you look, you can't change, you know, s- sometimes at, at a certain extent, you can't change how much money you have without literally years of work and pain. Um, the on- Like I said, the only reason that I am somewhat blessed with um, <laughs> the ability, like, you know, resources and money to be able to, you know, buy equipment for Twitch and like... You know, and fucking goddamn buy makeup just to be, you know, since I'm on camera every fucking day to be able to do that, like to get there. Like I served for I I wore the uniform for 10 years and then got fucked over um, and had my life literally thrown in danger and I got so medically fucked that the Air Force legally has to pay for my health care and um, somewhat of a living wage for the rest of my life. Um, and so I had to go through all of that even just to get here. And, so, and that fucking sucks. That's, that's definitely a way harder course than someone who's just born into wealth. But s- still, at the same time, the money itself, having the money itself is a privilege. And that does not escape me. Um, and so, what I guess what I'm saying, if I'm saying anything at all, is that you absolutely, it is completely possible that you can achieve the things that you want at least this is what I've learned it's completely possible to achieve great things but it's not gonna ha- it, it's not gonna happen exactly the way you planned it and there's only so much that you can control about it. All you can do is control like how much you prepare um, and and how often you prepare for that opportunity to come. Um, and you just don't know when. You don't know when the opportunity is going to come. You don't know where it's coming. You don't know, you know, what you're going to have to do to get to that opportunity. You know, you, you, you just you just don't know. And I think that's even more of a case for making sure that whatever it is that you're doing, you really, really actually uh, enjoy it because you don't know how long It's going to take for you to get to where you want to be and that's and that even may be coming from a place of privilege um, because I have the privilege of honest like being pretty successful somewhat successful at at what I do and being able to have the luxury of knowing that when I post something it's at least going to get a few thousand and that's a privilege that a lot of people don't have so even even that may be coming from a place of privilege. Um, but there are still places that I want to go, um, you know, in my life and in my career that I'm not, I'm not there yet. (laughs) And I wish I knew when, um, but I do my best to prepare and, um, and, and, and just try to be there when opportunity comes um so if you are feeling like if you're feeling weary and tired um i just don't want you to feel like you're lazy or you're worthless or or maybe you're or maybe that you're doing something wrong maybe you are maybe you are doing something wrong maybe not maybe you're doing everything right because if there's anything that i've learned especially in the air force you can be doing everything right you can be doing literally textbook excellence and the world will shit on you anyway. (laughs) And you'll think it's your fault. And it's not. It's literally that life is actually mostly shit. (laughs) And the real test of growing up is managing to find happiness and success, your version of success, in the midst of all the shit. (laughs) And so, like... Um, so, you know, when you, if you see me or, or content creators like me, um, and you think, um, and, and you're just wondering, like, oh, like, you know, how did you get there? How, you know, how can I be like you? I want to say. Um, and, and by the way, um, I'm going to end this episode soon. I want to get to some questions in the chat. So if you have any questions, definitely put them down. Um <coughs> But if you're, you know, asking and wondering if someone, like, Hi, how, how can I be like you? I'm like, there's no way you can be like me. There's literally no way. The steps that led to me getting to this point were so completely random and unplanned, and it would be completely unfair for me to act like you could plot the same exact course because most of these things happened so fucking randomly and without my planning, um... <laughs> without my fucking planning that I feel like it would be disingenuous for me to be like this is how you you achieve success I, there is no one way there is no one way it's like it's literally like it's literally working hard and doing your fucking best and and just hoping that today will be the day <laughs> like it, it, it literally literally is and like I said there's people that have been on TikTok for years two years that I rose to fame much quicker than they but it's also but TikTok is also not the first time that I attempted like some sort of comedy content or it's, it's not the first time that I have I attempted you know making content I've been doing it like honestly consistency since consistently since like 2014 you know ever since i you know i got out the air force academy trying to get noticed so from 2014 to 2020 that's like that's six years that's that's six years of just putting shit out and nobody giving a single fuck (laughs) nobody giving a single fucking fuck um because I, um, I realized for some reason, I'm like, I, I think I'm marginally attractive, but I don't think I'm Instagram pretty. I I, 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 that's just, I don't know. That's just something that I, that's just, that's just something that I came to. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm, I don't think I'm Instagram pretty because I can't, I, don't, I can't just, I, I, I apparently just don't have the ability to just sit in front of a camera, take a picture and then go viral like some people fucking do. Like, that's not me um but apparently being funny is um and you know i have a pretty good voice too um but like i said for some reason it was the comedy couldn't have planned it i'm i'm happy i'm happy that it happened but uh i i really i really fucking could not have um i couldn't have planned it at all so (laughs) so yeah the success equals Opportunity plus preparation—that shit is true. Except that the opportunity part is a variable, a variable that you cannot control. um, And it is very arrogant of um, of us to make anyone feel like uh, because they can't, they're doing something wrong because they can't control when opportunity happens and 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 that they they may not even have the they may they may not have the the, the the privilege to be able to have the resources to go and be where opportunities are or to take advantage of an opportunity you know so yeah let's see go into the chat <coughs> isn't there also some degree of luck or privilege associated with being <laughs> with being Instagram pretty <coughs> I am, um, yeah, even if you are pretty enough, you still might not blow up. And yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it, well, it, it seems especially like more and more in the last five years, um, there's a very, very specific type. Of pretty that's being pushed, and unfortunately, the closest thing I can associate it with is Kardashian. <laughs> Kardashian pretty, like very, very honestly, like very, very unreal. Um, and um, and yeah, there is luck and there is privilege because some people like have money to buy promotion for their pictures like they have money to be able to boost their posts and pay for thousands of people to be able to um to 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 see their stuff <laughs> kardashian pretty is a very accurate description yeah just like very unreal very very like almost um, like Honestly, kind of fake. And, um, you know, this has been a big topic lately about how just, you know, teenage girls, especially going on Instagram, like just instantly feel so bad about themselves because of all the bodies that they sh- they see on there. And those aren't real bodies. They're, you know, um, it, most of the time they're they're photoshopped and you don't even need fucking Adobe Fo- Photoshop to Photoshop a, a, a photo anymore. You We have that capability on our fucking phones. You know, and so being fed and, and, and those are the kind of images that have been pushed as desirable on on sites like Instagram. And so honestly, the further you are away from that ideal um, and the less money that you have to be able to boost your posts, um, the, <clears throat> it seems the less likely you may <laughs> you may end up being Instagram uh instagram famous or or something like that also let's not forget that light skin and straight hair is still is still um is still the quote-unquote standard of beauty and even within the natural hair uh movement um you know the movement to accept natural curls and kinks um even still the the faces of the natural hair movement um continue to be mostly people that look like me with three c curls with the boingy bouncy curls and very very often less often you know dark-skinned girls and with and or girls with kink your type for a hair or type four hair. And so that's also a component of privilege too. Um, <clears throat> again, being a palatable black person. Uh, it's just a, literally just another, just another example, a disgusting example of being a palatable person of color or a pal- palatable black person. Um, it's also, um, it's also very, um, like staying in the vein, especially of like light skin and stuff. Um, it's <laughs> palatable, is such a good way to describe it, right? Um, it's been said, and I it definitely, definitely observed that, um for a black girl to be considered gorgeous um beautiful um for them to be even considered for the modeling world uh, for them to blow up on instagram or on tiktok for just sitting there and being gorgeous black girls specifically dark skin black girls have to be so fucking unnaturally pretty like I'm talking, like, not that, like, not that anyone that is not like this is not pretty, but it's just, like, it has to be this very, very specific, ridiculous, just, like, otherworldly type of pretty. Like, it's like Naomi Campbell. <clears throat> it, it's like Ni- Naomi Campbell or bust. And if you look anything, anything other than that, any other type of of dark-skinned black woman chances are you're not gonna blow up you like (laughs) black just black women in general have to be so goddamn fucking ridiculously gorgeous to the standards of instagram um and and the images they pushed they push um as compared to white girls um you know a lot of the white web celebrities or even just celebrities in general um like if you were to it's just kind of gross but if you're gonna if you were to compare you know beauty just objectively kind of average but once again black women have to be have have to be just yep yeah, black women have to be ten times better than anyone just to even be considered. Exactly. You have to be like just fucking otherworldly beautiful and a very specific phenotype, it seems. Very, very specific. Um and it's the the lighter skinned and more mixed race you are, the the <laughs> the less that pressure drops um because as far as mixed race people people just see us as fucking exotic and interesting and so that makes up for to them that make that makes up for maybe not being perfectly conventionally pretty uh going to the chat they really only like beyonce especially when she's blonde and you know and beyonce looks great with blonde hair definitely um but i know the um the um Th- the argument has definitely been um definitely been made that maybe one of the reasons why Beyonce blew up um uh more than Kelly is colorism because Beyonce is lighter and Kelly is obviously much darker, and has much kinkier hair. Not to say those aren't two very gorgeous and two very fucking talented women. They're both fucking bomb. Um, but that is definitely a conversation that has been had, and I think it's an important conversation as a light-skinned, mixed-race woman, mixed-race black woman. I think it's definitely, is definitely an, an important conversation uh, to be had. Because if we ignore components like that, um, I think that's really irresponsible and it um it um it 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 really doesn't help us like advance forward socially and you know a- advance forward as a race and I'm sure for a lot of light skin and mixed race women it's easier to just to just ignore to just to just ignore the conversation and act like you really believe that you got to where you are solely based on your fucking talent <laughs> like, like like, I can, like, I can acknowledge my talent and acknowledge my light skin privilege at the same time. They don't have to exist in different planes of existence, you know? Going to the chat. I remember this. Growing up, Kelly was the ugly one, right? The quote-unquote ugly one. I remember that. And being older now, I'm just like, that's fucking ridiculous. Kelly is so fucking gorgeous. Um, but these are the fucking lies that we've been... We've been fed, and that's literally just the privilege of just having lighter skin in this society already puts you a step up immediately. (coughs) What would you tell... Go into the chat. This might be the last one. Um, What would you tell someone who is struggling with whether she should embrace her more natural beauty or try to conform to these standards to try and be more successful? It's really, really... it's, it's, It's really... It's a really rough conversation, and all I can say is, fundamentally, there is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with the way your, your natural hair, your, your natural beauty presents itself. There's absolutely nothing wrong. With that being said, we are trying to navigate through a world that does not think that we are good enough and a lot of us get and some of us get through the world in different ways i have friends who are black women um and uh, and they wear wigs and weaves and i <laughs> and and they will probably never let their natural hair be seen, and and I'm and I'm usually of a mind be like, no, you're beautiful, I like your natural hair, blah 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 blah. But uh, but again, that's coming from a place of privilege because let's remember, I am light skinned mixed race, and I have three type three C hair, the kind of curly hair that is all over Instagram, the type of curly hair that trends because it's considered fucking cute, and four and type four hair is not. Um, I think that as little girls, definitely, um, little girls should definitely be, um, should definitely be raised, hopefully loving the way that their hair comes out of their head, um, but even I, growing up with 3C hair, I thought that I was hideous. I thought that I was ugly just just because I had curly hair. And I thought I was an alien because I was mixed race. I felt awful about it. I love my hair now. Um, but I felt awful about it. <coughs> now, back in the day, um, and, and thankfully, when I have children, my children will have a privilege that I did not, which is being able to see people that look like them on screen. Because when I was growing up, there were no animated characters, there were no people really um, in TV shows or whatever that looked anything like me. And there is a there's a quote from um, Black is King, um, the um, the the basically the, the visual album that Beyonce did for the Lion King live action. It's um <clears throat> if you if something to the effect of like if you n- never see yourself reflected you might start to wonder if you even exist at all, and that is that de- that definitely describes um that definitely describes me growing up, um, because I because I didn't see myself reflected in media. Um, I didn't have the privilege of being able to see myself reflected in media. And so I started to wonder if my existence really even mattered or was valid. And so that's why I, I did my best to straighten my hair every single fucking weekend and gave my hair extreme heat fucking heat damage over the course of probably a decade just trying to fucking fit in. So I think that hopefully now and in the future, it's going to be easier to raise, um, little girls and boys, but more so little girls because, you know, we are the ones, we are the ones most targeted by the beauty industry. Um, and that are literally purposely purposefully made to feel bad about ourselves because that is what fuels sales. Um, it's gonna be easier to encourage um, little girls, especially black girls, when it, especially when it comes to hair, to 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 love the way that they look, um, because we have now we have um, we have characters. I'm, I'm just going animated right now because that's all that's all on my mind right now. Um, animated characters like Miles Morales, <laughs> like uh, the Madrigal family in Encanto like you know with like literally with like just characters with curly hair like something that very that simple uh, can can do such a world of good I feel like I maybe I would have grown up feeling differently about myself if if I had had characters like that to to look to um and um like (laughs) and even though there there definitely is a problem with um, the majority of um, the, ma- the majority of black uh, black female parts g- being given to light-skinned um, black women or mixed-race black women and that's definitely something that needs to be talked about. Um, but growing up I didn't even see I didn't even see mixed race, <laughs> I didn't even see mixed race black black girls that looked anything like me I didn't see Zendayas I didn't see you know I, Amandla's and, who is a they now um, who identifies as a they I didn't see I didn't see these people I, I, I didn't see these people that looked like me and I thought that, like I said, in the or- order for me to be successful, in order for me to have the privilege of beauty at all, I had to change so many things about myself. And it's, it's, and hopefully that's something that my kids, that our kids will not have to, will not have to to deal with so much. And I think that will let, hopefully that will like bridge the gap of privilege when it comes to things like race and and hair texture of course that's definitely not going to be solved immediately at all like <laughs> we have centuries of of damage to undo there but I think at least it will do something at least it will do something <clears throat> um but <laughs> I guess the original question was like what would you tell someone who's struggling with whether she should embrace her more natural beauty or try to conform It, like I said it's very very it's very very um it's very complicated and sometimes some of us are not in environments where we are even safe to be ourselves um, that we are even safe to be natural shit some of us are just are not even safe to be some of us are not even safe to to speak the way that we naturally speak in, in, in most of the spaces that, that we live and work and breathe in um, and so at a certain point it's this has to be this fucking weird sick fucking balance of understand that there is nothing wrong with you and you are beautiful and you are worthy just the fucking way that you are but at the same time if you feel like for for, for survival you have to do this i understand i will not judge you and i don't think any of us should judge i don't think any of us should judge especially like speaking within black women i don't think any of us should judge what another black woman decides to do with her hair whatever makes her whatever makes her feel good whatever makes her feel pretty and whatever makes her feel confident that's what she should fucking do like i said i have friends that are that are black women and they will i will they they have resolved that I will never that no one will ever see <laughs> no one probably no one will ever see their natural hair and they don't hate themselves they have some of the they have some pretty fucking big self esteem trust me um, but that's kind of the catch twenty two sometimes of being uh, of of being a black woman loving yourself but also navigating navigating the world and so um, <clears throat> you know. It, for me, it always comes down to whatever is safe for you, um, and um, whatever feels whatever feels best and whatever feels real and whatever feels like integrity to you. For me, it's wearing my hair out the way it is, and with barely any, um, with, with barely any product in it. And for some people, it may be putting a weave in fuck it if that is what you want then absolutely um but i know like i said ha- having to balance you know this walking through the world as a black woman surviving and also loving yourself it is a constant struggle it is a constant struggle and again uh, a lot of people Uh, those of you who are not black especially those of you who are white that is a privilege that you will never have to have that is a catch-22 that you will never have to experience because the world already accepts you for who you are naturally they already accept you for who you are oh my gosh i gotta (laughs) i gotta call um but yeah so so yeah, um, that's what I say to that. Um, but it is what it is. Well, anyway, guys, I am running out of time and I've got to go. But um, I, uh, I enjoyed this talk. Um, can't wait to come up with the next topic for next time um if you don't already which i'm sure all of you do um that are (laughs) listening right now on twitch um but do follow me on all my other social media at nikki marina um on twitter on instagram um youtube everything and um and uh i love having these talks with you guys and so i will see you next time and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of nick talks